Hey guys, I'm Priscilla. And hey guys, I'm Jaylene. And we are the Wellness Amigas. Welcome to our podcast. We're two, dos Latinas, Hispanic women. We started taking care of our mental health and through the research we found, we want to help you. Our mission is to bring mental health awareness, self-care, and self-improvement to all, but most importantly, our community. Our episodes give insight through personal experiences, research, and health and wellness tips. So join us on our wellness journey, stream our episodes on all of our podcast platforms, and subscribe. And now let's get into today's episode. Before we get into today's episode, check out our latest episode, Rethinking How We See Beauty, with Crystal and Nikki. This is a mother and daughter interview. We speak on how Nikki first got into clean, non-toxic beauty due to health concerns and how that influenced the way that she sees daily products and strengthened their relationship. So please go check it out. Available on all podcast platforms. So in today's episode, we will be touching on the topic of overcoming biases. Humans are generally biased, unfortunately. (laughs) Tendencies are influenced by experiences we have had with people that can cloud judgment. So Jaleen, I have a question for you. Have you ever had an instance where you felt wronged, only to realize later that you were not as innocent as you thought? See, this question, thinking about it, like, the first thing that I want to say is, like, no, like, I can't think of anything. Because you really have to think about, like, when you've done something wrong and you couldn't accept that, you know? So you blamed it on somebody else. Yes. We can trick our minds into believing that... That's crazy. I guess that's True. how serial killers get away with shit when they do like that lie detecting test. Because you can really trick your mind into believing that it wasn't your fault as to why you did something. So, yes, I remember growing up and my sister had like great style and fashion sense. And I would steal her clothes all the time. And I would wait for her. It's crazy because we went to the same school. But like, you know, if people that are listening if you guys have siblings, you know, they get go through that awkward like stage where like you can't stand your parents or your siblings because you just feel like they don't understand or they're picking on you Mm -hmm. so i went through that phase as well with my sister so even though we went to the same school we had our own separate cliques and we didn't go to school together so she would take the train at whatever time she did and i would do the same as well like if there was an event at school or like when we were going out and stuff like that we always ended up at the same place right like after school and things like that and so like i would steal her clothes and i would wear them or whatever i remember there was one time um she caught me doing it and she caught me with her clothes she told me to take them off like on the spot yeah <laughs> luckily we're in my house imagínate <laughs> like I, I was getting ready to go out and like yeah she appeared out of nowhere and was like yo where are you going i got upset because i'm just like damn like i already have an outfit like i'm trying to leave right and so i went to my mom because i was pissed off and my mom took my sister's side and I didn't think about it until I mean obviously you go through life and you realize you did wrong but really thinking about this question that you just asked I was just like damn like I felt like my mom should have taken my side but she had like she was right I had no right into stealing my sister's clothes like I never asked permission Mm -hmm. I just assumed that because we were siblings that I could do whatever I want or take whatever I want and that's not right either Mm -hmm. That, that was a time when I realized that, like, it was my fault and that I needed to accept it because mm-hmm. I, I put myself in that situation. Right. I had a similar experience where I learned a hard lesson in elementary school. I had not turned in a homework assignment um, because I had to go to the hospital with my grandma. Uh, and my teacher pretty much told me, like, oh, here's your homework, like, a few days before because she knew that I was going to be absent. And 
the day after when it came to come back to school i didn't turn in the homework because i wanted to pity i'm like that i was in the hospital that i wasn't feeling well and my teacher got upset at me because i didn't turn it in and it's like i was like whining like i was in the hospital like i was not in the mood <laughs> and i wasn't feeling okay and it's just like no like the teacher literally like set me up to make sure that i do this like she gave it to me a few days before it wasn't even difficult it's just i i was lazy and i didn't want to take responsibility to do the assignment so yeah yeah i've done the same thing <laughs> and it's like girl you should have just done it but you know and then you have like this all oh, this built up anger and frustration <laughs> and then i got mad at the teacher and i and then i was the one that was then giving the, te- the eye to the you, that happens in any situation though like where you have an argument with someone and then it's just like after you're like but well no from my perspective it looked like this and then like fuck them i'm not gonna talk to them and it's like nah like you both had your own like place like when you're talking with a friend and like they put you in place like a friend is telling you like actually what it is Mm -hmm. and you've already convinced yourself that your way of thinking is correct and you know it's wrong but like you've gotten way too deep into it so someone is telling you that you're wrong that's another way of feeling like some type of entitlement like yeah um this is my life and i'm doing it this way like how dare you say that right when you secretly know that what you're doing is terrible for yourself or whatever you just don't want to accept it or admit it right so what is a bias a bias is a prejudice in favor of or against one thing person or group compared with another usually in a way considered to be unfair like we said before this is shaped by our past experiences with individuals that can cause generalizations there are many types of biases but today we want to focus on a specific type of bias, self-serving bias. So what is self-serving bias? Self-serving bias is when a person blames their failures on everything else besides themselves and takes full credit when things go well. It's a form of extremes that essentially avoids responsibility when things go wrong. And an excellent example of self-serving bias is when a person takes an exam and they fail, blaming it on everyone but themselves. Example, like the teacher, the weather, other classes. However, when they pass the exam, they take full credit and consider themselves a Mm -hmm. hard worker. I think that's a perfect example. I mean, high school, college, we always feel like the teacher doesn't understand our position because they're giving us too much work. Right. Which, granted, I completely agree with what I I just (laughs) said. (laughs) Because why is it that liberal classes... Those professors end up giving you so much more work than your major. Mm -hmm. So how does that make sense? Because, like, if anything, my degree is based on my major. So I would accept more work from my major because that's what I'm going to be doing in the future. But it's always the opposite. Or sometimes it's a combination of both and they give you too much. Mm -hmm. And I think for that instance, it's very easy to have two exams on that day and, like, maybe study for one or not study at all for any of them. And then we get upset when we fail. But it's just like you didn't study, you barely went to class, you could care less. So why are you upset? Because right. you chose not to do anything for you to get a better grade. Right, right, right. So that's a that's great example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like a way to apply this to real life is like a selectively positive person. Like, for instance, a situation in their life goes their way. They're happy and credit a lot to their hard work. It's like, oh, yes, like the reason why I'm doing so right now is because of me and me only. But then like the moment that things go negative it's like they're upset and, and then they blame everyone else but themselves so it's like it's my boyfriend's fault it's my mom's fault it's my dad's fault like fuck them they're the reason why i haven't been able to do this and it's like the reality is that there's like a mixture of like circumstances so why do people do this it is usually to protect their ego and self-esteem no one wants to feel like they aren't putting full effort into a situation especially if they have mental health issues such as depression and anxiety and like we'll talk more about that um later on 
a self-biased person usually has an overinflated ego they need approval they, they take credit for the things other people do they have no accountability they blame other for their failures they're unable to take constructive criticism they're unable to recognize failure and they're settling for comfortable situations yeah and it's things like this like when you're a self-biased person um if you go on in life and like you always feel like like you against the world or you feel like you can blame everybody else you you'll end up having a harder time like in general making friends getting to where you want to be because sometimes when you're in business let's say for you to grow you have to get constructive criticism Mm -hmm. right so if you feel like someone's always attacking you and because of that like you don't want to be around that person or whatever then you end up not growing as an individual or as a business owner, let's say, right. because you are already feeling attacked. Mm-hmm. And I, that's the kind that's kind of the way that I think about a self-biased person It's just that anybody else's opinion or whatever they have to say, it's almost an attack to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there are people that pretty much, for instance, let's say that they have a friendship and their friendship is going well until like one person points out that this other person has like this bad trait or this negative trait. And then the other person stops talking to this person because they pointed out this negative emotion and instead of taking it as like oh hey i care for you as a friend they take it as like oh you're attacking me you don't you don't you think that everything i do is wrong another thing that could be an issue is always feeling like you're deserving of something Mm -hmm. and going through life feeling like you deserve everything and so when things go left of course then you start to realize well i hope that you start to realize that you have some blame to put on yourself because you can't expect that it's like a one-way street you know Mm -hmm. things go both ways and sometimes we get so caught up on the things that we're doing and if somebody else is like trying to help us in any kind of way we almost feel like it's an attack on us right right and like a way that we could connect this to um our past episodes like for instance in rock bottom i feel like this is the perfect example because like you might feel bad about yourself and blame outside circumstances on the reasons why you're at rock bottom that you don't realize that there are things that you also did yourself for example because i just thought about one Mm -hmm. Let's say you don't feel good about yourself. You're insecure. Mm -hmm. So one way that you could be a self-biased person is by blaming it on your parents because they can't afford to get you the latest shoes or purses that everybody else is rocking. And so that makes you feel bad about yourself because your parents aren't there to give you what you want. And that's like a simple, basic way. And I think like children do that. And through time, you realize that like life happens and you got to work with what you have. But I think I've witnessed that many times where people feel like they're self they deserve something no matter what and they'll do anything to get it mm-hmm. and again like with positivity too being selective positive about certain things and then like rejecting things that are negative that applies to like when people are again only positive about things that are good in their life but when it comes to like accepting bad emotions they either try to repress it or reject it so seeing a friend that's doing better than them and then like being upset that this person is doing better Mm -hmm. and then like when you're when you're the one that's doing well and somebody's congratulating you you almost feel like you deserve it so like you only see it one way i guess yeah yeah, it's a good way and with self-sabotage and again this connects with rock bottom like when you do things that we know will harm us and then blame it on external factors so like for instance going like binge drinking and then like you're like oh the reason i'm drinking is because this person's stressing me out and this situation it's like fuck you all and it's like well you could 
find like a different way of dealing with the situation right it, you don't have that's to go a great example drinking. i right. think that's like universal <laughs> yeah. everybody uses alcohol mm-hmm. as a way of coping with mm-hmm. something and then when you get too drunk or something like that you blame it on alcohol or you blame it on other like you said external factors when in right. reality you could have made a change right, right. you could have said something mm-hmm. yeah And, like, when someone, let's say, becoming a good listener or just listening in general, like, recognizing those things in yourself and others and making sure that you don't use them against them. Like, we all have our biases that we're working on at the end of the day. And the last one is uncomfortable emotions. It is uncomfortable to admit to yourself that you aren't doing work to the standard you want to do it in your head. But it's admitting that it's okay that we aren't perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think perfectionism is, like, another another Mm -hmm. extreme way of feeling like... Again, like certain things have to be this way. And if they're not, it's to blame on everything else but just me taking a chill pill. Right, right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So how can we overcome self-bias? It starts by admitting to yourself that life is complicated and more than just black and white. It connects to the idea of seeing things from perspectives other than your own. There are situations where you succeed and fail due to a mixture of external factors and your decisions. It is essential to be honest with yourself. Which factor affected the outcome the most? Mm-hmm. You, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like what it is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it ends up being you. As like uh, we laughed about it, but it's true. And you it's know, like- it's funny because like we look for everything else. It's so hard to be honest with yourself, right? And so like after you've already done the digging and you're trying to blame it on other people on other things. In your head, the ego is saying, nah, girl, it's you. It's not other people. It's you. And so then you have to, like, accept that. And some actionable things that we could do to help solve biases. Like, first, give credit to others for your success. Every time you succeed, think of the people that helped you behind the scenes. Something as far as, like, your mom for, like, feeding you a meal in the morning to make sure that you're energized to, like, complete this work. Like, it could be someone as far removed. I agree. I think... I don't think anyone, and this is something that I always thought about too, like no one is successful by themselves. And a lot of people take credit Mm -hmm. for them, like making, what is it? Started from the bottom and now we're here, right? (laughs) But it's just like, who was there? Because you can't do, in life, you can't do anything by yourself. Because even if you're not giving somebody that power or that credit, you needed those people to get to where you are. And sometimes people forget that and... I'm glad that I understand that it takes a whole group team effort for you to do something, even if it's Google. Had you not had Google, would you be able to do what you're doing? No, but who's behind Google? A team of people that are helping you. So like in life, you always have to be grateful and you always want to thank those people that helped you along the way because it's just like you're paying it forward, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because like once you become successful, I would hope that you would be doing the same and helping other people. It's just like, I don't know, it's just, understanding that you can't do anything yourself Mm -hmm. like you're always gonna need help and the second one is find a way to improve based on a negative outcome even if the negative outcome had little to do with you you can use it as a way of self-improvement and can apply it to future circumstances however do not overthink Mm it once you realize the action accept it as it is Accept it as it has happened and keep in mind for future experiences like for instance let's say that like you walk and you slip on like a banana or something. I know it's dumb, <laughs> but like it's such a cartoon. <laughs> right, right? It's like yeah. I mean, like I'm, I'm, that's like as little to do with you. It's like someone put the banana peel in there and you fucking fell. 
and it's, it was a shitty situation and like maybe a way that you could think about it is like oh maybe i should wash my stuff but it's like it's not like oh my god i should wash my stuff i'm so stupid like yo fuck like it's also like okay i should wash my stuff but it also didn't have to do with me you know what i also thought about like um blaming things on the weather oh, like yeah. you have this great outfit or like we could think about it from like a bridal perspective your event is outside um you never prepared for the weather like being terrible and it raining or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you just pictured in your head that you're going to have this perfect moment. Now on the day of your wedding, it starts to rain. And so like in that moment, you could be so frustrated and want to blame it on everyone. Maybe even think about like not getting married or whatever because some people are that dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like you get so stuck in the negative that you forget to like pause and see all the good around you. And like just make just like make the changes that need to happen right then and there and that's something that i currently struggle with and i've struggled with that like my entire life of like getting myself out of a negative like feeling or like emotion um because i get stuck sometimes Mm -hmm. but obviously being aware you start to realize and you become better at it because it's so easy to find something negative and then just stay there and like luckily like i can understand like if you stay there nothing's gonna change so you might as well accept it for what it is and move on you know Mm -hmm. so the next one is speaking of is to take a step back and analyze the negative outcomes in your life it is human nature to find an external excuse for the result um taking a step back to analyze your actions is helpful not only to work on them but to also normalizing making mistakes no one is perfect (laughs) facts and the fourth one is self-awareness Notice these traits in others and how you apply them to yourself on a daily basis. And the last one is self-compassion. This connects to what we said before about not being perfect. Being compassionate with ourselves allows us to make mistakes without feeling like our ego is bruised when we do it. And I want to talk a little bit more about this one because I feel like, again, the Hispanic community, you peep like when someone fucks up, Todo el mundo le tira arriba. Yo, you saw that shit. They fucked up. Whoa, you fucking stupid. Ha, ha, laugh at you, blah. And it's just like, that is like no environment to like make mistakes okay, in my opinion. No, yeah. And I mean, like, <laughs> I do that all the time, but watching TV. <laughs> and I'm like, you stupid motherfucker. Like, all you had to do was do this, that, and the third. And you would never put yourself in that situation. Right. Or like in scary movies when people decide oh, no, that they that- want to enter a room. I've never understood, like, seeing a door open and, like, let's say it's your house and, like, people are robbing or whatever. And, like, then going inside to figure out if there's somebody there. Right. Like, like, my first instinct would be to, st- to stay outside and, like, call the police because right. somebody already broke and entered into my house. So it's just, like, for me, it's just, like, you stupid fuck. Why are you going into a place of danger? But it's just, like, some people aren't self-aware. And I think self-compassion is so important because, again, we're not perfect and we're Mm -hmm. always going to be making mistakes. But we also have to be really nice to ourselves and be able to speak to ourselves with respect. Mm -hmm. Because it's so easy for us to call each other, for us to call ourselves stupid or, like, dumb or, like, how could you not see this? I do this all the time. Yeah, and... (laughs) Through self-compassion is how I've been able to deal, like, with complicated things in my life. Mm -hmm. The way that I see myself, my insecurities, my confidence. Like, because if you're already used to speaking to yourself in a negative way, negativity isn't going to make it better. And when you're compassionate with yourself, you can speak to yourself in a way where it feels, like, more, like, you're in tune with yourself. I don't know if that makes sense. No, no, 100%. But that's what I do. I'm like, okay, you made a mistake. You said something or you did something you shouldn't have done, but we need to move forward. 
And so you can't stay stuck there because nothing's going to happen. It already happened. Let it go. Mm-hmm. And again, through habit, you just, it becomes easier. But self-compassion is such a, it's such a great and a big thing, mm-hmm. you know? It's key. It is key. Mm-hmm. There are instances when self-bias can be flipped. Everything good that happens to you is because of other people. Everything bad is because of yourself. This is usually seen in people that have low self-esteem. I feel like I was like this one most of my life growing up. And it's just like, I was taught to never take credit for things. Really? I was taught, yeah, because of like the whole humbling aspect. It was more like, oh yeah, you do the hard work, but this hard work is because like a group of people helped you do that. And like when I fuck up, even to present day, when I fuck up, I always blame myself to like an extreme. Girl, it's complicated. I'm still dealing with this, guys. (laughs) No, that actually makes, now that you've explained it, that makes a lot of sense because that has happened to me too, Mm -hmm. where from a makeup artist's perspective or for anyone that's creative and likes to do like artistic things, there's this sense of like not feeling like you're ever good enough. And like even when other people see that your work is really good, you often like feel shocked because you just can't believe that somebody's giving you that kind of like praise yeah Yeah. that's something that i've dealt with my entire life like uh, not feeling good enough to accept somebody else's like compliment yeah Mm -hmm. because you're you're always finding something that could be worked on Mm -hmm. so we say this a lot in a lot of our episodes but it's like we always focus on a small thing and like the bigger greater picture is that everybody else is seeing it in a different way right and we just can't get out of our own Mm way and just to sum this up, like, understanding self-bias is, like, it's not only about shitting on who you are as a person. It's about learning who you are with compassion and finding that balance. It's about wanting to be a better individual for yourself and others while also understanding, like, when you need to take a step back. Like, if you find that you're on the other extreme of not battling yourself, please seek counseling or therapy. And to end this episode, let's just go back to the actionable items that can help with self-bias. The first one is giving credit to others for your success. The second one is finding a way to improve based on negative outcome. The third one is taking a step back and analyzing the negative outcomes in our life. The fourth one is self-awareness. And the fifth one is self-compassion. We hope that these tips and these actionable items help you guys just even a little bit understand your self-bias and how other people around you could be just as helpful in your success. And yeah, we hope to see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Before we go, make sure to follow us on both of our Instagrams, Wellness Amigas and Wellness Amigas Pod. We're active on Instagram every day. We do fitness videos, health and wellness tips, food recipes, a bunch of stuff. So come join us and be our amiga.